Hi, I'm George from NBI Hockey. And I'm Brody from Goalie Talks Hockey. And welcome back to uh, Winning on Paper. This is our Metropolitan Division preview. Um, I haven't heard anybody actually call us the Metropolitan Division in a long time, so... Uh, yeah. I've never go. called that's, it that, so... That's the official name, <laughs> just so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a really stupid name, but it's the official name. Um, it's quite stupid. Yeah, this is the final uh, Division preview that we have, uh, yeah. by the way. So after this, we'll... Uh, camp started today, I believe, as we're recording. Yeah. It's recording this on Thursday, so uh, yeah, I believe camp started today. So next week we can kind of you know talk about the the early camp stuff that we've seen, and preseason should be starting up pretty soon as well. So uh, yeah, it's fun time. NHL just uh, getting started. This is one of my favorite times of the year. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it's for sure. Yeah, about five thousand PTOs for players who either shouldn't have been on a PTO to begin with or shouldn't be on an NHL roster. So that's always fun. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's always one of today the two. It's either they shouldn't be on the roster yeah. or they, why are they on a PTO? They should have signed it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, this is obviously the final, the final division. There's been a couple other moves that have happened that have been kind of minor um, throughout the last four weeks. Uh, I guess the Casey to Smith to, Vancouver deal is probably the only one, which kind of makes my Vancouver making the playoffs take a little bit better because their goaltending just got a big boost. That's kind of um, weird, it, though. It just seems yeah. it's such a weird trade. It makes it is. I mean, it doesn't make no sense too. So that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of like the Smith actually, and Most I don't think I'm a huge Casey Smith fan. Yeah, I don't know how him and Ian, what's his name, Ian uh, Clark. Yeah. I saw some tweet where it's like I talked to his former goalie coaches or whatever and it seems like it's an oil on water mixture like that he's not really oh, going nice. to work out there. So that'll be an interesting development. Perfect. Well, that sounds like Vancouver. Just toxic market. It's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, there really hasn't been a ton at least this past week. So uh, obviously we have news specifically related to one of these teams, um, but we'll get to that um, <laughs> as we uh, as we talk about it. First, got to talk about the Carolina Hurricanes, though. Yep. Um, Carolina winning the division last year. Uh, they had Michael Bunting and Dmitry Orlov as their big ones. Uh, Brandon Lemieux and Alex Petrangelo, uh, Alex Petrangelo, uh, Tony D'Angelo, um, are the uh, other additions that they made. Uh, Calvin DeHaan, uh, Shane Gosper, Andre Casve, Paul Stastny, who's still a free agent, sh- shockingly. Um, right? Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's probably retired. retired yeah. Um, Derek Stepan and Jesse Puyarvi, as well as Max Pacioretty, which is unfortunate because I really thought Pacioretty would work well in Carolina, but he just never even got opportunity to um so yeah i mean bunting and orlov kind of the two big uh free agent additions two of the biggest free agents period um yeah. this year both signing carolina on pretty good deals uh what are your thoughts on the, the hurricanes this year i i like bunting and orlov they seem like when you think of those players you're like yeah that, that's carolina hurricanes like especially bunting like that's just yeah. he's just the carolina hurricanes he's an embodiment of that organization <laughs> so um, it'll be interesting to see where he lines up throughout the year, like where he's playing, like where in the depth chart. I, I probably won't hate it unless he's, you know, rocking the first line all year. I probably won't be a fan. Yeah. But you have him with our Aho and Jarvis on daily faceoff right now. Okay, currently. I don't even hate that though. That just no. That's all. And Orlov, that is such a big grab. Like that decor is just absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean. Slavin, Burns, Shea, Pesci, and 
or love D'Angelo is how Daily Faceoff has it laid out right now. I don't know if I love those pairings specifically, but like that's no. a might that's be the definitely best one of the best, if not the best. Yeah, pairing. It's it's it has a good balance of like obviously you have like Slavin and Pesci are kind of your more defensive kind of guys. Obviously Burns and D'Angelo are just purely offense. It's it's really a good balance and even like i mean slavin and, and pesci you know they have an offensive side of their game as well so you really have six defensemen here who can move the puck and uh are fairly defensively responsible outside of maybe burns and d'angelo but it, it's really a good uh well-balanced six guys dude um did you just see that notification what I, I, I don't know. I just got a... It's not hockey-related, but this is just crazy. Trayvon Diggs is out for the year. I did see that, yeah. That's wild. Yeah. That guy's sick. That's uh, Sorry, yeah. that's just a big sidetrack, <laughs> but I have my rankings here on my phone, and it was popping up that he's out for the year. I'm like, shit, that's that's wild. There you go. This, is, this has been NFL Talk with yeah. Brody and Georgia. Yeah. Um, that should be all of it today. <laughs> Cam Akers got traded yesterday, too, so that was, you know, another... Kind of that interesting. Move, yeah. Uh, back to the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, my biggest question on this team is obviously goaltending. Um, and not so much Frederick Anderson and Auntie Ranta themselves, but the health of both of those guys. I mean, it's the question we've had since they signed Frederick Anderson, basically. Um, was can these two goalies stay healthy? We haven't really seen that at all um, since this team's been been around. And that's that's kind of it. I mean, if they can stay healthy, they're going to be a cup contender for sure. Like, 100%. They're one of the best teams in the East. They might be my best team in the East, honestly. Um, spoiler alert. Ooh. So, like, I I, I think that the, the biggest thing is the health of the goaltending. If, if Anderson can play the whole year, they're going to be fine. If he can't, I, I don't know if I trust Korchenkov and, and Ranta for a full season. Here's uh, my hot take. With these guys, yes, go the ahead. The best goalie on the Carolina Hurricanes was not mentioned. You did not. Well, you did at the end there, but Piotr no, Kochikov is, in my opinion, like if if one of them if one of them goes down, I'm confident in Kochikov Ranta. Like I think Kochikov <laughs> can steal the show, but if Freddie and Kochikov go down, I don't like. Yeah. I don't know who their fourth guy is, but that's fair. I'm feeling he's not very good. Yeah. So I, where do I, you have? the hurricanes oh first first in the in the metro yeah yeah i have them second okay that's very can, close though like it could be understand. within like i think it's like within a it'll, it'll be as close as it was last year between these two teams exactly yeah uh just read your mind there um yeah, yeah. i i know i i think i agree i think kind of the top those top two teams in the metro i just have more questions about the other team um than i do about carolina yeah. And well, that's fair. specifically that's in net, fair. yeah, yeah uh, especially in net. That's really the only place, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah. I just think I think the, the Hurricanes might be the most well-rounded team in the in the NHL period. I and I, I like their team from literally the top to the bottom of their roster. And uh, yeah, they're gonna be fun. They're gonna be really fun. Uh, all right, moving on to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, your team has been in the news a whole lot. They really didn't do much this summer. Um, Adam Fantilli and Devin Severson, kind of their two additions. Um, and Provorov. Yes. Why was in Provorov? Oh, Provorov oh, was after this. Yeah, okay. Right. Um, 
and Gavin Gavin Bayruther and Michael Hutchinson were the uh, big losses for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Big but of loss. course, uh, the biggest news story is the whole Mike Babcock saga, which we kind of touched on in the end, and I probably overreacted um, to last podcast. Um, at the time, the only real evidence that we had was the Boone Jenner and uh, Johnny Goudreau comments. Now, obviously, there's a lot more information out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, don't uh, don't don't take your players' phones. Here, here's another piece of advice. If it's your coach good. invites you over for lunch and he immediately asks, can I see your phone, and doesn't feed you lunch, I just say no. like, I would definitely, like, report that to NHLPA, like, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think for. It, it's it's an interesting discussion. I think I think this kind of shed, and this is going to be kind of a, a tangent, but I think this is an important conversation. Um, it the way that this went, I think, says a lot about how players feel about the NHLPA. And I think, I think the, the the main thing is they don't really trust it. Yeah. Because why else would you not go to? Because like the obvious thing, right, is go to the NHLPA or go to management, go to Yarmo and tell them this happened. And they didn't. And I think that says a lot about how players feel about how the NHL is run. And that's an important conversation to have. And the NHL has had, I mean, look at everything that's happened over the last three years, all the different stories and scandals between the NHL and hockey Canada and everything. I probably wouldn't have a lot of faith in the governing bodies either. And I think that's a very important conversation to have that comes out of this is that these players, and I mean, to be fair, it was a former player who first broke the story. It was not a, a, a it was not even a Columbus Blue Jackets player. And then uh, Biz kind of dug into it further from there. Yeah. But, but still, I mean, that's like, it's, it's such an important conversation to have that like the players don't trust the NHLPA clearly because their NHLPA rep came out and made a statement saying that his meeting was fine and everything's cool. Which is why I, I took it on face value, because, like, why would the NHLPA rep and the captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets not be defending his players? That seems like a really bad situation, if that's the case, and that's what happened. So yeah. I, I I think there's definitely a bigger conversation to have here, and I wonder if that conversation actually happens, because it kind of hasn't. Everything kind of has been, like, the story's over at this point. And I don't think that's fair to the players, because clearly there's an issue here um, that's more systemic than just mike babcock being a dickhead it's yeah there well, there's a problem clearly yarmo should be gone too like that's very yeah. clear oh yeah yeah I, the I, fact I, that none of his players had trust to go talk to him yeah and i'm, I'm a little worried about boone jenner as the captain actually yeah. like that room's got to be a mess oh like, for sure yeah but there is one positive pascal vincent finally gets a chance of being an angel head coach and i think he'll do amazing I think, I think he, he absolutely deserves a shot for sure. Like, and he, yeah. he deserves a shot for a while. Um, so that's, that's good. But yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of, a lot of questions about this team. I actually moved the, I moved the, the blue jackets down a spot on my overall Western rankings. I still have them seventh in the, in the Metro. Um, but I think there's too much turmoil going on right now. They're going to like, there's, there's a lot in this room. So actually I slid them down to my Eastern rankings, but uh, they're still seventh in, in the Metro for me. Yeah, that's right where I am too. I'm the seventh. I really want to put them higher, but there's nothing really. Like there's their goaltending isn't. In, there's nothing that really impresses you. Like you hope Patrick Line actually has a good good season. Yeah. You hope. Um, Fantilly will be fun. 
Grant Hill will be fun. I'm and... glad he's making the team. Well, he should make make the yeah. team anyway. Yeah. And especially if Jenner does. If something does happen to Boone Jenner, like <laughs> he's he's their number one center all of a sudden. So. Yeah. I mean, wow. he probably will be by the end of the year anyway. But. Exactly. At least. But yeah, it's definitely um, interesting, and there's not much change in the team except the room is just a complete mess. Like, imagine yeah. being Severson who walks into this room. And like you're just getting here, and now there's all this stuff, and yeah, it's just crazy. Even Johnny Gaudreau like, like, chose to come here. Like, this is yeah. wild. And I mean, like I was uh, from a tactical standpoint, like I was really looking forward to Mike Babcock with this team. Like I think he's one of the smarter, like tactical minds in the game. And clearly, I mean, like he's, he's proven that over his his tenure uh, in the NHL. But it's just there's so much baggage, and that kind of it was a risk to hire him at first. He said a lot of the right things in his press conferences. I, I believed him, um, and clearly that faith was, was misplaced because this is crazy. Um, it, what what a weird, what a strange thing to get like to, to try to do. I just I don't know. It's just it's a whole. Like I, I kind of understand where he's going, but I feel like there's better ways you could have done it. Like you didn't have to. Like you want to get to know your players, but I feel like there's yeah. other ways to do that. And it is also very possible that, like, his meetings with Jenner and Goudreau, who both came out and said that they were very, like, cordial, like, he just wanted to, like, he showed them pictures of his family, they showed them pictures of his, whatever, like, that's fine, that probably is the way that went down. It didn't seem like that's what happened with the younger players on the team. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, I mean, Jack Hahn um, reported that, like, he had a similar meeting with Babcock in 2018, 2019, when he was with Toronto, the Marlies, and... Yeah, it was just they literally sat down. And he showed him pictures of Mike. Mike showed Jack pictures of him water skiing. So it's like, I don't know. It, it was it's just what a weird. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it's, what it, it's. It's over now. But yeah, I think there's there's definitely a bigger NHLPA conversation that needs to happen. And I don't. I don't really have faith that it will. No. So hopefully, well, we'll see. But yeah, yikes. <laughs> anyway, um, moving on to the New Jersey Devils. Um, Thomas Nosek, Tyler Toffoli, and Colin Miller are the big additions. Severson, Wood, Boquist, Graves, Blackwood, Tatar, and Sharon Govich are the departures. A big departure list for the New Jersey Devils, but this is a team that is super deep, super young. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot of the younger players that we've been talking about over the last couple of years um, break into this roster. And that's what I'm looking forward to, for sure. Uh, what are your kind of th- initial thoughts on the... Uh, devils i really like where this team's headed like i think they have a good trajectory and like you know if their defensemen or their young defensemen hit like this team could be nasty they're really yeah. one elite elite goalie away from a dynasty yeah because this is like team the, is just had, so had the deep. good for one <laughs> yeah they have a lot of picks too it's not like they don't have any picks like they have their next three firsts like you can dish at least one of them to get a goalie for sure I think they will at the deadline. That's my. That's my. Like I'm guaranteeing you, they'll make a move for a goalie at the deadline. I don't know yeah, who. Like it could be Hellebuck, but I feel like. I feel like Hellebuck's resigning at this point. I think we talked about that a couple weeks ago. I don't yeah. think he is. I I, I would He's bet money on that he doesn't. I'd bet on one of them signing. It's gonna be Hellebuck or Shifley. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Someone like this is just a local town talk, but one of my buddies was working. Um, they were working in Connor Hellebuck's house 
And apparently the whole time they were there, his wife kept complaining about Winnipeg and how it sucks. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, he's not resigning. So no, I think enough. it'd be really funny if he doesn't, just because like, then like, something like that comes true. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, the, man, the New Jersey Devils are disgusting. And the, the only reason why I have Carolina as, like, the most, because I think the, the Devils are very much in the conversation as one of the most well-rounded rosters in the NHL is because I just trust the Hurricanes goaltending more than I do the Devils by, like, a pretty fairly substantial margin. Yeah, um, I understand that. that. That's literally the only real. But, like, yeah, I'm totally... I mean, the Devils are obviously second for me. They're first for you. Um, yeah. I have no problem with, with either of those spots. I think these two teams are both going to be competing for the President's Trophy this year. Both of them are going to be cup contenders. Um, if the goaltending works out for both. That's kind of the, the thing. Different reasoning um, for if the goaltending is going to work out. But, yeah, I mean, like, Jack Hughes rocks. I love Tyler Toffoli. Um, on this team, he's going to be a better version of what Tatar was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a full year of Timo Meyer too, and that's kind of a big deal. He he didn't look great um, at the post trade deadline, uh, oh, but he'll have a full year with this team. I just I don't know if I love Luke Hughes like immediately stepping into the role that Severson was playing, um, and I think that's probably why they brought in Colin Miller too, just to kind of like pick up some of that slack because Miller could kind of slot into that second pair if they need him to. Right. That's kind of my one concern. Too. Like, that's two yeah. top four D-men that are gone. Yeah, exactly. Um, Kevin Ball, I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, and he'll probably I be playing. I stand Kevin Ball. And it, he'll be playing, like, everyday minutes, at least to start the season. So the the blue line definitely took a hit this summer. Um, but it's still really good. And the forward core is fantastic. So that that's kind of my one head station with the Devils. I could easily see them winning the division as well. Mm-hmm. All right. The uh, New York Islanders, who might have had the quietest offseason of any team in the NHL. But everything um, they did absolutely sucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least for additions and subtractions, Julian Goche was their big addition this summer. Um, Josh Bailey and Zach Parise were the big losses for the New York Islanders. So essentially, they're running back the same team they had in the playoffs last year. Um, for better or for worse. And uh, yeah. man, I I just, the last couple of years, I just, I've, I went from believing fully in the Islanders making the playoffs every year, being this like defensive team that's going to lose a lot of games in overtime and eat the loser points, um, to not having them in the playoffs, to believing them again. I'm, I'm off. I'm off the Islanders train. I just, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I'm sick of it. I, yeah, I'm it's so dead to like, it's just, I, I don't, I don't care anymore. Lou yeah. Lamorello can do whatever he wants and it's whatever. They'll be competitive ish. It'll be awful to watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they may or may not make the playoffs as the eight seed and lose in the first round. That's the New York Islanders way for forever because they have no future. They have no top end, high end talent. And they're pissing away Matthew Barzell. So, yeah, yeah, and Sorokin and whatever else you want to throw in. I mean, Elias Sorokin is the only reason why I have this team even close to making a playoff spot. But it's just, it's not. I don't know. I'm just, it's. I'm so. I'm so over it. I'm over Lou Lamorello's shenanigans. <laughs> I don't know. What, what do you, What do you think about this? Right, dissect this roster for me. You know that the days of the defensive winning three two every day 
are kind of gone. Like, I don't really like Lane Lambert. Like, Barry Trotz, definitely, I like a lot more tactically. Yeah. And this roster is just not impressive. Like, if you look, the centers are fine. Like, Barzell, Horvat, sure. Nelson. Uh, I'm trying to think of the third line. Yeah, and Peugeot. Peugeot. Peugeot can play center. Yeah, and then they'll probably put, I think Horvat was on the wing last year, or Barzell. I don't remember who was on the wing. Uh, yeah, Bar- Daily Faceoff has Barzell on the wing right now. Oh, so. okay. I don't like paying Barzell nine mil as a winger. No, like I don't love Barzell as a winger. He's he's such a center to me. I don't love paying either of those guys like nine mil to play wing. So you're kind of just, you know. And the uh, depth, like they have that fourth line that's been here for thirty years. Uh, Sasikis, Clutterbuck, and Matt Martin. Yeah, they're getting really up there. Yep, just as bad, probably worse. Oh yeah, Um, worse. I love Pierre Engvall. The contract's wild. Three by seven. That's that's a long time. He'll be 34 by the time that's done. He'll be the same age as Matt Martin. That Matt Martin is currently. <laughs> that's that's the um, that's the Lula Morello way though. You sign a former Leaf for seven years. Yeah. When they're horrible, right after they become they're decent and then they become horrible. But I don't think Matt Martin's ever good. Can you find me? one contract on this team that's over three years long that's good that is objectively a good deal just one hmm i want to say maybe he's so old yeah Ooh, maybe sorokin but that's still a long deal long maybe matt barzell probably matt barzell if any of them it's the closest to being a good deal but at the same time like what's what's barzell's like point totals looking like i know they're not great I'll look at. Yeah, I don't think he really puts up points. Nope. Now that I think about it, he doesn't really. Um, he was he's at not, a 362 smooth... points in 420 games in his NHL career. Oh, he was almost point a game last year. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not very good. He hasn't he been good since five, his rookie year uh, in 2017. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, it's he hasn't broken 20 goals outside of his rookie year. He hasn't broken 63 points outside of his second year in the league. Is that a $9 million player? Yeah, that's not great. I mean, a lot of that a lot of that has to do with how handcuffed the Islanders, like, system is. But, like, then that's, that's still on, like, the team. Like clearly he can do it. He dropped like eighty five points his rookie year. Like I did. Like I don't know. It's it's not it's not good. Yeah, not, not great at all. Where do you, where do you have the Islanders? I have them at sixth place. So do I. Yeah, they're so boring. Like if they were more fun, maybe oh, they would jump yeah. up the. Uh, yeah. 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 Moving on. Tempted to put Columbus ahead of them, but just everything that. Yeah, right now, I almost gonna... had them ahead of them, but I'm like, I can't put the Islanders seven. Like, they're not that bad. They still have some. No. he'll win them some games. Yeah. And for Lamos, like one of the better backups in the league, which is also a crazy contract that they handed out this summer. Yeah, that one is so, too. Yeah, it's, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what what the plan is in New York, but hopefully they miss the playoffs and then Lamarello gets fired and they can actually put somebody in there that is competent at their job at this point in their career. But I feel like they'll squeak into the playoffs. Honestly, like I just. <laughs> So, something yeah, in the back might. of my mind is telling me they're going to get in. Um, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, let's move over to the other New York team who had a sneaky, really nice offseason, in my opinion. Hmm. Um, the New York Rangers. Uh, Nick Benino, Alex Belziel, Tyler Pitlick, Eric Gustafson, Jonathan Quick are their additions, and Blake Wheeler. Um, uh, Kane, Tarasenko, Halak, uh, Nico Mikula, Tyler Mott, and Ryan Carpenter are the departures. The Rangers couldn't do anything this summer based on their cap situation. And I think based on the money that they had, uh, I think they filled out the roster fairly well. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm, I'm at with, with New York. I can it's agree good. with that. I do like Quick, though, better than a whole lot. I think that's a big upgrade. Sure. Yeah. As far as 37 year old goalies go, Quick's a big yeah. upgrade over Yara Halak. I love Eric Gustafson, too. Um, yeah. That's one that really, really stood out to me. Nick Benino is your 4C. Um, kind of fixes that fourth line center spot, which the Rangers have been trying to do for a long time. Yeah. I mean, like, Zabanajad, Trocek, Hedl, and uh, Benino feels like a pretty good core. That is decent. Yeah. Yeah. My, like, the, the biggest question, obviously, is Lafreniere and Kako, right? Like, if, if they, they're both going to be getting the opportunity to play, you know, top six minutes this year, because out of necessity. Um, if they can, if Kako especially can keep growing based on the pretty good season he had last year, actually, um, then he'll make that spot. And if Laugh can kind of do the same, then the Rangers will probably be pretty good. Mm-hmm. If not, yeah. uh, Igor might have to drop a nine, another 950 season on us, <laughs> <laughs> which is quite possible. Like, it could happen. you know, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. What are, you, what are your thoughts on the on the Rangers lineup? I don't love Blake Wheeler at the second line right wing, and I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Right now, I do. Like on the third, but yeah. They do? He's gonna, okay. Yeah. He's gonna I mean, if Laff struggles, then yeah. I, th- I feel like they'll give Laff the, the spot to begin the season, though, out of okay. like necessity. If, That's kind of my vibe. Like, I do like Cheadle a lot. I really wish he could play, you know, top six minutes. But I'm not sure if they're gonna sit Trocheck over him. I mean, you could play Wheeler at the third line center spot. He's played center in the past. Yeah, I don't. You think could also play Kudrow at the center spot on the third line. So like, there's yeah potential. But then you're kind of moving Laugh down to the third line, which like you might as well just trade him if like he's not gonna be a top sixer this year. No. And this is a genuine question. Like the hype for Lafreniere. Yep. Like. The fact that he's just barely slumming it in the top six. Yep. Like, it makes me think, like, maybe there's a reason the worst teams in the league. Like, maybe the team who finished, made the technically made the playoffs shouldn't get, you know, the first overall pick since shit like this happens. Because, like, the hype for Lafreniere was crazy. Yeah, and, like, I, he, I don't know. I, don't, I never bought into the Lafreniere as, like, an elite first-line player, so I'm a little jaded on him. Um but I get what you mean. Like, I mean, the op- he never even had a shot to push into the top six at all. Yeah. So that, that definitely hurt his development for sure. Like going to a team, same with Kako, right? Like, I mean, like Rangers won the lottery for Kako too. So th- to a less lesser degree, of course, but still. Yeah. For sure that, that hurt his development. Absolutely. Although I, I didn't see him as, I saw him more as like a complimentary player than a, franchise changing player from the right. start so which is obviously he's not even that right now so like 
Yeah. But again, yeah, I do think that has a lot to do with with the role that he had to be placed in um, out of the draft. And especially because the Rangers are trying to win now, right? Like, it's it's a real interesting situation because, like, the Rangers really weren't in a position to even offer him the opportunity to play those spots because they had to win. Like, they were a playoff team when they got him, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Which, like... It brings up the interest. I mean, this is this is a hypothetical that nobody was even talking about at the time. But like, what could the Rangers have even gotten a trade if they flipped the first overall pick? Oh, like, my. that could have been, especially with how hyped up you were. Like, that could have been a franchise changing. Like, we could be talking about the Rangers like going for their third straight cup right now, depending on what they could have gotten a deal there. So, yeah, I, I think that's a real interesting. Well, it wasn't even a question at the time, though. Obviously, everybody was just like, "Yeah, draft Lafreniere, it'll be great." Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> for all the talk about like all the Rangers got back to back like top two picks, like well, I guess sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah, like if you flipped, like if you took the third in twenty twenty, and you took if you somehow got Jack Hughes, like imagine having Jack Hughes and Tim Stutzel <sighs> instead of Lafreniere and Kako. Ooh, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it's like the Boston example right? they had three first round picks in a row, and they just muffed them all. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so where do you have the Rangers? I have the Rangers at fourth place. I think they'll squeak in a wild card. Yeah, I have them fourth too. I think there's enough enough positives here. Um, and obviously Igor is still going to be Igor. Like Adam Fox is going to be in the Norris conversation every year. Uh, I'm a little worried about Panarin because he's kind of his, – his production hasn't fell off, but his, his underlying numbers have really fell off the last couple of years. Um, it, it's a really yeah. streaky team. It kind of relies on like the kids playing well, but – yeah, I think there's enough top end talent here that they should they should be able to get into the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I don't I know agree. how much they do, but I, I definitely don't think they're a cup contender anymore. Um, yeah. But they should be a playoff team. Yeah, exactly. All right, the uh, Philadelphia Flyers are next up with their new jerseys that didn't change at all. Um, no, they did not. Not at all. <laughs> but hey, I mean they they changed them. Um, uh, Garnet Hathaway, Ryan Paling, Sean Walker, Mark Stahl, and Victor Mete are the additions. Provorov, D'Angelo, JVR, Lemieux, and Braun are the subtractions. Um, I guess you can consider Sean Couturier an addition as well because he is apparently healthy and ready to play. Um, and it's not going to matter because the Flyers might be the worst, second worst team in the NHL behind Chicago. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> this This team is, but they don't want to be good. So it's like that's a positive, but it's not going to be a fun year in Philadelphia. No, it won't. And I'm really hoping they get Macklin or Demidov. Oh, Demidov, Mitchkov would be fun. Ooh, one of Iserm, even maybe Iserman, American kid, yeah. be a good story. Yeah. If they finish, yeah, I, the, I want them to get one of the top three picks because they really deserve it. They should, because they're not. I mean, unless Sean Couturier comes back and is a hundred percent Sean Couturier, which isn't going to happen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like it's you still got the uh, the brutal. Um, uh, why can't I think of his name right now? Contract Rasmus Ristolainen. That is correct. I just saw him pop him. I think Travis Sandheim's contract looks terrible too because he was awful last season. Um, you know, Mark Stahl and Cam York is your second pair. Is uh, it's gonna be something to something to see yeah. for sure. 
like, the good news is Cam York's actually have an opportunity to make the team. That is time. true. So, there you go. That is big for the program. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he works out. I mean, I was, I was high on Cam York out of the draft. I wish yeah, him the I best. Like yeah. Sealer and Walker is your third pairing is not good. Could get uh, worse. Cal Peterson, too. Good. That's right. Cal Peterson's their backup, so that's great. Obviously, this team would be better if uh, if Ellis was playing too, but obviously that's that's not not going to happen, um, which sucks because I actually had a lot of high hopes for Ryan Ellis in yeah, Philly. Yeah, I've actually and, liked the trade happen. But yeah, it's the you know, <laughs> Faraby, Frost, and Owen Tippett is your top line. <laughs> Might be the worst top is the probably the worst top line in hockey. Yeah, I would say it's not a bad line. That's not a bad second line, but it's like it's that none of those guys should be in your first line. You got Lon Kachuri and uh, Konechny as your second, which also leaves a lot to be desired. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. Tortorella is here. I'm surprised there hasn't been any crazy reports about him uh, so far. But, yeah, I mean, it, the, the thing is, though, is Philly kind of did what, what San Jose did. I mean, they bring in guys like Ryan Paling and Victor Mete, who are, should get a bit of playing time, and just kind of see what you get. You know, see what you have with those guys. Maybe you can turn them into something. Just like an Owen Tippett, right? He'll be playing big minutes. Yeah. See, maybe somebody breaks out and can kind of surprise you. And it's kind of what the Sharks did this summer. I like the decision. I've really liked Daniel Breer's offseason. Like, as much as we're going to shit on the, the, the Flyers here, I've actually really liked what Daniel Breer has been able to do over this past, like, this his first offseason in charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're eighth. Like, they're, they're strong. I think they're easily the worst team in the East. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I unless Carter Hart bounces back and wins the Vesna, but yeah, it's not. It doesn't look good. And even then, I don't know if they're that much better. Yeah, I agree. I don't think so. Okay, well, let's move on to the most fun team, the only really active team in this division uh, this year, the Pittsburgh Penguins. A laundry list of additions and subtractions on this team. Riley Smith, Matt Nieto, Lars Eller, Nola Chari, Vinny Hinestroza, Ryan Graves, Alex Ndelkovich, and Eric Carlson are the additions. Casey DeSmith, Jeff Petrie, Jason Zucker, Brian Dumlin, Ryan Paling, Nick Archibald, uh, Danton Heinen, Nick Bonino, and Dmitry Kulikov are their departures. That's a huge... Kyle Dumas stepped in here and he completely rebuilt this team. Yeah, in like three months, and if you look at that list, I mean, I guess you could add. Uh, uh, I forgot to add what's his face, the center that they moved out as well in the Carlson deal. Uh, Grandland. Grandland, yeah. Like you look at this, right? Like the Jeff Petrie contract was immovable. The Grandland contract was immovable. The Jeff Pete, uh, the um, who else am I missing on that list for deals that they weren't gonna like the Dumlin contract or Dumlin was freedom. DeSmith was somebody who a lot of people thought wasn't would have been hard to move. Right. And they kind of just like Kyle Dubas kind of fixed all the cap problems in one trade. And then he added Riley Smith, who's a really, really good top six forward as well. And he had a pretty good depth. I mean, Lars Eller, Nolachari, Ryan Graves. Those are good depth pieces. Nadelkovich isn't a bad backup. We'll see if he can kind of bounce back from what he was last year, but 
Yeah, yeah I, I really, I think the Pengs are, Peng, Penguins are going to be fun. Like, they're must-watch TV, for sure. I agree, yeah. And Alex Nylander, that and Alex Nylander, too. Let's not forget about him. Yeah, don't forget about him. Yeah, like, <laughs> Pitlick, Nieto, and, and uh, Achari is, like, a completely new third line, fourth line. I don't know if that's necessarily better than what they had before. I was a big, like, fan of their what their bottom six looked like the last couple of years. But, I mean, yeah, the, the big thing here is Crosby and Malkin need to play the whole year. Latang needs to be healthy. Carlson needs to be healthy. If those ha- things happen, Pittsburgh could surprise some people. I really believe that. Yeah, I agree. What's kind of your biggest concern besides injury for this team? My biggest concern? Uh, I think it's probably in the net, actually. Yeah, sure. I'm not a big Tristan Jari fan. Like, they have a million goalies, but I'm still not a big Tristan Jari fan. I mean, like, Casey DeSmith was more consistent over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Casey DeSmith is also 32 now, so that could end at any moment. Um, right. but yeah, I think, I think goaltending is for sure going to be kind of the thing everybody kind of looks at. You kind of look at the defense though, like the way, at least it's laid on our daily face off, uh, Graves and Latang feels like a really good pairing. Marcus Patterson and, uh, Eric Carlson feels pretty good. And Ruedel and Joseph as your third pair. Like that's a, that's an underrated five to 10 defense in the NHL. Like, and even like the bottom six. I mean, Drew O'Connor, Lars Eller, and Jeff Carter is your third line. That's not bad. No, that's not bad. Like, obviously, you had, you had, um, right now they have Alex Nylander in the top six. I don't know if I love that. Um, but like, Riley Smith with Crosby feels like it could work really well. And everybody kind of forgot about the Riley Smith edition because it happened like before the draft and then they traded for Eric Carlson. But like, I think Riley Smith has a really nice year in Pittsburgh. I think he adds that like locker room guy that everybody's going to really like, although they already have like 10 of them here in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. But like that, you know, that, that experience I think is something that, you know, it's a buzzword that gets thrown around, but I think it does internally, like it adds confidence to your team. Right, I mean, like Riley Smith has a Stanley Cup. Jeff Carter's got a couple rings. You know, obviously Crosby, Malkin, are, are you know, they've done what they've done already. Um, and you know, the one guy that we're not really talking about is Jake Gensel, who's who's injured right now, right? Like he'll take that Nylander spot. Yeah. And, but again, like it's injuries, right? Like that's <laughs> that, that's kind of the thing. And Gensel's got a contract that they have to figure out. Right. So I think they're gonna be fun. I have him third. I'm assuming you have him third, too. I do, yeah. Um, Yeah. But, like, could I see the Penguins finishing top two in this division by the end of the year? Yeah, I could, actually. Um, Could I see them missing the playoffs? Sure. They're kind of like the team that's all over the place. Um, But if healthy, I think this team pushes closer to second than fourth in the division. I think we're talking about about a big three in the Metro this year instead of a big two. All right, finally, the Washington Capitals. You have fifth, and I have fifth. Yep. Um, so easy. We, we've been pretty consistent on agreeing with these divisions, which is scary because that means we're not going to be right. But No. Um, 
Max Pacioretty and Joel Edmondson were kind of the big additions for the Capitals. Connor Sheary, Matt, Ir- Matt Irwin, Craig Smith, Connor Brown, Gabriel Carlson, and Carl Hagelin were the uh, departures for the Capitals. So not a big offseason. They're kind of doing this retool with their roster. Um, I think Matt's pa- Max Pacioretty is like a sneaky good fantasy player uh, here, which I, mm-hmm. to be fair, I said last year as well, and <laughs> that did not work out. Well, if you um, been healthy, you would have been right. For sure. Uh but, I mean, that's kind of, you know, half the battle. Especially if they do end up playing Kuznetsov with Ovechkin again, which worked really well at the start of last season before Backstrom came back from injury. Yeah. Um, you know, you throw a ready on the line with Backstrom, and you're talking about a guy who might score, you know, 30 goals if he's healthy. Um, I don't love Joel Edmondson, as, you know, even though he'll probably be playing on, like, the third pair. But, like, he's okay, I guess. Yeah. Um. You know, then you got Lindgren and and uh, Kemper as the goalie tandem. Kemper's good. I'm I've been very much on the I've been a Darcy Kemper apologist for for a long time. Um, yeah, they're gonna be fun. Like they're trying to get Ovechkin his goal record. I think they did a good job trying to put guys around. I don't know. If, I mean, to be fair, they just signed Max Pacioretty, who's gonna take goals away from him. But uh, right. I'm I'm kind of worried that like Pacioretty's not gonna be used as efficiently as he should be though because of that. Um. So we'll see. It's going to be kind of a playoff thing more so than a uh, regular season addition. Cause like in the playoffs, like the goal record doesn't matter. So like <laughs> that's kind of the, the thing, right? Yeah. Um, and the Tom Wilson contract they handed out, which was brutal, but Hey, why not? So Mexicans running mate. He likes them. I think that's really the only, I think we said well, it at course. this time. Yeah, of course it's, yeah, it's just the, this team's focused. They, they won their Stanley cup. They're focused on getting Ovechkin you know, the goal record and that's fine. I, I get it. And they're fully yep. committed to that. They're going to be a good team. They're not going to be great, but they're going to be, you know, a borderline playoff team. They'll be fighting till the end. Yep. They but, can make yeah. a run at a wild card, but yeah, that's really it. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's just, it's kind of funny to see the two different directions that the penguins and capitals have taken with, with their superstars here. And I think both of them are totally valid reasons, <laughs> um, but it's just, it's interesting to see the, the dichotomy of, of what the Capitals are valuing and what the uh, the Penguins have valued. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's fine. Uh, all right, what's your what's your full Metro predictions? Run run it down for me. Top down or bottom down or bottom up? Top, whatever. It's up to you. Okay. All right, I'll do top down. So in first, I have the Devils. Second yep. is the Hurricanes. Yep. Third's the Penguins. Yep. Fourth, the Rangers. Yep. Fifth is Washington. Yep. Sixth, the Islanders. Seventh, the Jackets, yep. and eighth the philadelphia flyers yeah so this is the easily the closest we've been on a division because i have carolina new jersey and then everything else is the same yeah that's probably pittsburgh new york pittsburgh rangers capitals islanders jackets flyers um how many teams do you have making the playoffs from this division? i have four i had four in every division yeah i have four as well i have uh, obviously the rangers coming in i have the rangers at seven the bruins at eight that's how i had the the wild cards falling out um so yeah, that's that's the uh, the division previews. We're done. Yeah, there you go. This is Don't the earliest me. we've been done in the two years. I think last year we got it out right when the regular season the, started. Yeah, it was right before the season started. Um, so yeah, uh, there you go. That's <laughs> Don't don't bother watching the NHL because we just told you what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, and we're hundred percent right, except we both had different rankings, but we're we're right. Uh, yeah, so like I said, next week uh, we'll probably start diving into 
uh, training camps and, and news kind of around the league from there. And then, uh, yeah, preseason starts pretty soon. I think at the end of next week, preseason starts, end of September? No, um, the first, I know the first Jets games on Monday. This Monday? Yeah, there's a Jets game in Winnipeg on Monday. I might be going. Oh. We'll see. Yeah, they play the Oilers on Monday. This, wow, okay. It's coming up quick. I was like, yeah, wow, that's Monday. Yeah, September 23rd is the, uh, that's. Oh, so it starts on Saturday, even. Well, the 23rd is midnight, the 23rd. Oh. Because in uh, Australia. Right. It's the Kings Coyotes game in Australia. So, yeah, that's like. That's going to be tomorrow, if you're listening to this, as when it comes out. Yeah. Um, there you go. Um, wow. You can tell I've been paying attention. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, again, make sure you guys follow the podcast on uh, Spotify and Apple. Full videos available on YouTube. Uh, make sure you rate and review on both those platforms as well. That really helps us out. And uh, follow the Instagram, uh, the Twitter, the TikTok. I don't know what else we have. And, uh, yeah, you can find Brody at Brody Talks Hockey on Instagram. And you can find me at NBA Hockey on everything else, including Instagram. I don't know why I said it like that, but (laughs) Uh, on Instagram, too. Uh, But, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you uh, next week for, I guess, the start of the preseason. Yeah.